Welcome to ESMO Open Podcasts. Today, we address a very special topic on COVID infections in cancer patients. Matteo Labertini and his colleagues just recently made an editorial um, on this topic. And I welcome today Matteo, who will talk with us a little bit on the major questions, how to treat cancer patients during this COVID-19 epidemic. Welcome. Thank you. So Matteo, can you give us a little bit an insight from working in Italy on the challenges of oncology treatment during the current COVID pandemic? Yeah, I think that the current emergency situation related to COVID-19 outbreak is indeed of particular concern in medical oncology. There are several challenges that we have to face. I think first and, and very important is the potential increased risk of complication for our patient because we know that elderly patients or patients with uh, comorbidities are those that may experience the most severe and critical consequences of COVID-19. And we know that cancer is uh, age-dependent, that uh, um, cancer treatment, for example, chemotherapy, um, may, that patient may be more susceptible to infection because of this treatment as compared to healthy subjects. So I think that we need to be more careful about our patient and to try to avoid this infection because of the risk the potential higher risk of uh, severe events in the, in this specific population. So first, potential increased risk of complication. Second important challenge is the access to cancer care, uh, to treatment, but cancer care more in general, because in this emergency situation for many healthcare systems, the inability to receive the needed medical services is of potential concern. And just an example, there's a shortage of healthcare workers. It's what It's happening, for example, in my country. And so it's possible that uh, uh, several different medical specialists, including us as medical oncologists, may be recruited to provide assistance in managing patients affected by COVID-19, for example, in the internal medicine department. A third important challenge in oncology is the potential difficulties in differential diagnosis between COVID-19 infection and other um, uh, kind of Uh, cancer-related issues, for example, drug-mediated toxicity in terms of pneumonia due to immunotherapy or other type of infection, so uh, pneumonia not related to COVID-19, but other type of infection, as well as uh, cancer pro pro uh, progression. And these are all issues that should be managed by medical oncologists. And uh, uh, I think that's something that is uh, becoming quite important in many uh, cancer centers, including the one, the one I'm working right now, is how to manage cancer patients that also get COVID-19. And there are some specific situations in which a urgent, urgent treatment are, are needed, for example, leukemia or other, type, uh, other types of treatment. And so I think we need to also consider the possibility to treat this type of patient, of course, outside the, uh, all the symptoms and, and signs of COVID-19. And the final important challenge I wanted to, uh, to stress is the uh, effect of the COVID-19 outbreak on cancer research, because we have several patients in clinical trials. And so we may have, uh, we may experience treatment delays or problems also in drug supply for logistic reasons related to COVID-19. And we may need to refer this patient to other center closer to the home because of the difficulties in traveling from one center to the other. 
and we also may face difficulties in uh, uh, enrolling patients because a lot of energies are now put into the uh, management of, uh, of COVID-19. But I think on these regards, it's also very important to try to preserve as much as possible the scientific validity uh, of, of, the, of the trial itself, but above all, the safety of our patient. And so a more uh, strict interaction with the sponsor, I think, is very crucial in this specific regard. Thank you so much. And maybe going a little bit more into detail, do you have from the Italian society also some recommendations how we should adapt oncology practice in these times? Is there something we should consider during the current COVID-19 pandemic? Indeed, the Italian Society for Medical Oncology has provided a, a, some important recommendation to try to help us as medical oncologists to keep as much as possible, to maintain as much as possible cancer care, but in the frame of an environment as safe as possible for both the patient as well as the healthcare provider. And they provide three different types of recommendations that uh, we try to, uh, detail, uh, to detail in, the, uh, in our editorial, in a specific table of our editorial. There are recommendations for patients that are currently receiving treatment, patients that are in follow-up, so not receiving treatment, and also in terms of uh, adaptation of patient and caregiver, admission of patient and caregivers to the hospital. So on these three points, there are specific recommendations. For example, for patients that are receiving uh, active treatment, oncologists are invited to consider on a case-by-case -case basis the possibility of a delay in treatment administration. And these decisions should be based on aspects, for example, the biological feature of the tumor, clinical condition of the patient, treatment characteristics, disease response to current therapy, and potential risk of uh, COVID-19 infection. So try, for, try to make some, some example, there are some treatments that are uh, particularly important for which we should try not to delay this treatment, like adjuvant, neoadjuvant treatment, first-line therapies. There are maybe other type of treatment with modest efficacy, and unless there are urgent clinical reasons for providing this treatment, these are treatments that should be probably delayed in this emergency period. And on this same regards, for patients, for example, with advanced disease, we are kind of delaying the imaging procedure to monitor treatment response. And for patients that are receiving uh, oral drugs, we try to dispense more treatment, so multiple treatment cycles, to try to avoid too many uh, accesses in the, uh, in the hospital. On the other side, for patients in follow-up, so patients that are not currently receiving uh, um, active treatment, we should consider to avoid disease-free patients to come to the hospital for routine follow-up visits. So we try to perform phone call or online uh, exchange of clinical documentation to uh, reassure the patient and confirm the fact the uh, the scheduled consultation at the hospital only in the presence of new symptoms or new clinical or radiological sign of disease progression. For all the other patients, we try to manage this situation uh, over the phone. And then finally, it's also very important to kind of reorganize the, uh, the way patients and their caregivers have access to the hospital. So we try not to allow caregivers to enter the hospital unless there's a, a specific reason for them to, uh, to be uh, together with the patient. And then for the patient, there's a specific triage 
uh, in terms of fever, respiratory symptoms before entering the oncology unit just to exposure to other patients and uh, eventually to healthcare providers to uh, suspected cases. Thank you. So you already talked a little bit about telemedicine and um, consultation over phone. This is particularly challenging in oncology because we need um, a strong interaction with the patient. So what kind of challenges do you see here and how do you organize that? What do you think is important to consider when you do telemedicine? Yeah, this is indeed a very important point because we uh, one of the most important measures in in order to limit uh, viral spread is indeed social distancing, so avoiding people to uh, to meet and to interact. Uh, however, I think as as you have mentioned, I think this is very challenging, uh, especially in the oncology field, where interaction with the patient and their caregivers is of particular importance. And so I believe that telemedicine alone or per se is not really the future of our specialty. However, and, and this is the most important challenge, the lack of uh, interaction with the patient and their caregivers. But I think that more uh, than more discussing challenges, I think we should also see telemedicine as an, as an opportunity. Be because indeed there are some specific clinical situations for which telemedicine also in the future, when this emergency situation will be over, can be implemented and can be of potential added value for uh, for our work and also for, for the patient themselves. Because it's possible, for example, to monitor patient at home with uh, telephone uh, contact, uh, emails, or smartphone apps, for, exa for example. And this can be also helpful for contrasting patient isolation with psychological uh, support that can be provided also uh, via uh, telemedicine. So I think that this is, there are, of course, challenges, but also opportunities and uh, um, telemedicine, especially in these days, may help us really providing um, safe and compassionate care for our cancer patients. Thank you so much um, for giving us this insight on your daily practice with COVID-19 and oncology. All the best to you and your colleagues and for everybody who is interested to read more, look on the editorial of Matteo Lambertini and his colleagues. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.